הרי אני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שלרנו ולכל הצדיקים האמיתים שאוכלנו לפי הכי טוב שמשבר ובפחד לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכל חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייגה בן שמחה נא נח נחמן נחמן אומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן סעיף ש"ח The last conversation of Sichot Aran We're going to start it today God willing we still have a few days before we finish it There will also be some excerpts at the end But um, nonetheless on the subject that we started yesterday About um, how the world says and the world believes That there were good times and bad times How there were, the times were, were better before And how things sometimes get worse And All these conversations that the world is custom, uh, uh, that, that, uh, that we customarily hear from the world that we, that we think is normal. Rabbeinu is going to address this and speak about this and, and delve deeply into this idea, this subject that I think should put things back into the, the right uh, mindset, the right frame of mind that can help us serve Hashem Yitbach properly. For those types of conversations actually bring us into sadness, depression. As Rabbeinu is going to speak about Uh, brings us into worries that we do not need and things that actually aren't true at all. So let's see what Rabbeinu says. Rabbeinu says there exists many types of conversations, words, um, ideas that people speak about, that the world, uh, that the world likes speaking about, that all stem from the Yetzirah, that, that are all drawn from the evil inclination. That the world speak, speaks about this more and more, these types of conversations, to make the pain great and to, to make the pain very heavy on a person and to greaten the worry of panasa, of earning a livelihood. As if now a person feels that uh, he has lost hope. Meaning these types of conversations are only bringing a person into greater worry and uh, make a person hopeless. But the truth is, it's completely false. It's completely wrong. For Hashem Yitbarach, He constantly sustains and He uh, brings life, uh, vitality and uh, livelihood to the world all the time, constantly. Every single generation, every single year, We find people that rise and fall financially. And if we were to look closely every single year at any single given moment, it is certain that you're going to find people, many people, that were once poor and once uh, doing menial jobs Jobs that, are, of course, you know what I mean, might be at the bottom of the barrel, um, etc., whatever that job might be, low-paying jobs in the former years, uh, in previous years. But now they became wealthy. We see this many times that people were once um, at the bottom of the barrel, and then Hashem Yitbarach immediately shifted things and he rose to wealth. Like what people call, like to be called, uh, like what people say, the self-made man. You know, even though it's not self-made at all. Uh, this is a this is a phrase that is mamash, uh, complete sheker and complete kafut. It's, it goes against every single fiber of a Jew to say that a man is self-made. For you think it's only you, but you you're forgetting about the person who brought you there. Not the person you're forgetting about the one who brought you there, Hashem Bach, the King of Kings. So. 
We see this many times that a person once was serving a menial job and then after he rose to fame or, sorry, rose to wealth. And then we see that the majority of people like to say that those years weren't as good or as refined as they were before. That these years now weren't as good as the ones beforehand. And Rabbeinu says the reason for this is because these people, they want more wealth. They, they're more greedy. The more wealth they get, they don't know how to subdue that desire for greed and therefore they become, desire, they desire more and more and more. They have no limits. And they conduct their household with greater luxury. Until their expenses are very high. And then they say that what? Now the years weren't as good as before. But what they forgot, even though that we can remember and we can recall that just a couple years ago, these complainers were poor people and were serving uh, menial jobs, were doing menial jobs and uh, basic jobs that were paying minimum wage or whatever it is. And yet now that they're wealthy, look at all the expenses they have. They want to conduct greater... Uh, luxury, uh, more uh, lavish lifestyle. And therefore they have more expenses and they end up feeling more miserable. <laughs> and yet they're the ones complaining now with more money. And Rabban was saying, why is that? Because the greed it takes them out of their own. It, it, the greed is like a ruach shtut. It's like a spirit of foolishness that brings them out of this reality. <clears throat> and uh, makes them complain about things constantly. Without feeling happy with what they have, as it, as it brought who's the wealthy man, the one who's happy with what he has. So this wealth is a false wealth. It's a wealth that is has no meaning, because they're constantly wanting more and more and more, rather than saying Hashem is whatever you give me, I'm happy with. And that's why they complain constantly, even though actually beforehand they were worse. And even if they want to say what they want to say is true, whatever it is, let's say. No matter what the circumstances, Rabbi was saying it doesn't matter. My nafkamina, what difference does it really make? What's the point? Rabbi was saying what he's asking. What's the point that these people are screaming? Why are they screaming all the time that there were once good days and now the, the, the times suck or they're not good? These are trying times, but why beforehand they were much better? Why are people saying such things? He already spoke about this. He refuted these words. And he said, As it says in Kohelet, chapter 7, verse 10, Don't say that the former days, the first days, were better than these. Were, were better than these days. Because it's not, on a, it's not uh, through wisdom that you're asking about this. Shlomo Menach is saying, Don't think for one second that that comment is founded or... Um, Substantiated by Chokhmah. It is totally false. And even though Rashi explains over there on that verse, that everything is according to the merit of the generations, meaning why some people might have easier time in one generation versus another, as Rashi explains over there. Why there might be more Parnassah in one generation than another. Nonetheless, there are several facets to the Torah. And the scripture doesn't depart from its simple meaning. Meaning the simple meaning still stands. As Rabbeinu was saying, and he's focusing on the Pshat here, Rabbeinu. He's saying, what? People should stop, stop complaining that there were times that were better than now. Because the truth is, this is not in its source, Emet. 
at all. Excuse me. And if you were to notice, if you were to notice within yourself, actually, you would see that it's possible that now is even better. Not to say that sometimes things get, can get tough. But as Rabbeinu mentioned in Seif Shin Zayin, which is an introduction to this, Hashem is constantly con- conducting the world better and better and better. He's making the world a better place from His end. Of course, the person has free will and can do evil. And that's why we see a lot of rise to evil. There's always been evil. But Hashem is constantly conducting the world with more rachamim, with more chesed. He's constantly doing more good. And therefore, it's not fitting to say that there were once good times and these are bad times. Because the truth is, things always get better with Hashem. Because upon him be peace, who was the greatest wise man, who was the wisest man of all, he said with his wisdom, the Ruach Koshon, his spirit of holiness, is almost close to sense, uh, close to prophecy. Uh, his his uh, his uh, spiritual level, which was very close to prophecy. That. Um, Shlomo Amenach writes, he says, or he says, that this is a complete foolishness, this is a great foolishness and stupidity, that the world says that there were once good days, and days were better than these ones right now. Because they always say this. And the truth is, But the truth is, if we actually look at it closely, we see that the world is getting more wealthy, the world is being conducted with greater luxury, with more expenses than it was in the previous years. And the truth is, we see this today, that technology is advancing, things are advancing that make our lives easier. And yes, even though things are getting more expensive, things are also becoming easier. Uh, we're, we're also living a more lavish lifestyle. So what is this complaining, Abenu saying? But the truth is, what difference does it really make? Adraba, on the contrary, if it's true that the world is now poorer than before, saying, even if that's the case, even if it's in the case for a personal individual, for, for, uh, for a specific person, or even at a general basis, even if you want to say that's true, if that's the case, a person needs to flee to Hashem He needs to flee to God. To engage in Torah, to serve Hashem saying, even if it's true, what's the tahlid? The purpose of all that is what? That there's no place to flee from your troubles, from your afflictions of this world. The only place to flee is to Hashem and to the Torah. Because it says in Eyov, a man was born to toil. For man was born to toil. And it says in the Midrash, Bereshit Rabbah, A man was born to toil. Happy is he who toils in Torah. The Midrash essentially saying, the man was born to toil. Either he toil in the Gashmiut realm, in the realm of physicality, materialism, trying to run and run and run, make more money, more money, more, money, more honor, more physicality, more for yourself. Or you can run for the honor of God. And uh, toil in the Torah. And if you toil in the Torah, you'll actually get something out of it. Perush, the explanation is like this. Rabbanu saying, whatever it is, 
no matter what happens to you, whether you're wealthy or whether you're poor. Nonetheless, it is certain that you will have toil, that you will have to toil, and you'll be angry all your days. Because the troubles and the afflictions of each and every individual are very great, are numerous. As it says, as it says in Kohelet chapter two, all his days are also vexation and anger, pain and anger. is also brought in the Shla Kadosh, in the volume of Yom Kippurim, Chayim Tochechot Musar. What does it say over there? We find a verse, a language that the Shla mentions. There's no moment below Pega without torment. There's no hour without Ra'a that isn't sour, that isn't bad. There's no day without uh, dismay. That's the entire language. As we see over there. Arken, meaning each and every day has something negative. There's always going to be something. Therefore, happy is he, fortunate is the one who flees from the toiling of this, of the misfortunes of this world, the, the torment of this world, to the toiling of the Torah. Because you're going to toil on either one. You just have to decide. It is certain that happy is this man in this world and the world to come if he toils in the Torah. But let's go back to the subject Rabban was saying. The fact that people are saying that there were once good days, better days than the ones now. And by saying that the more you grade in your worry, your your, your troubles, your afflictions for the fact that you're trying to earn a living and trying to earn more money and more money. Rabbi was saying, with this, you don't accomplish anything. All you're doing is spending your days in pain, in worrying, in anger, and, and in uh, vexation. And this worry, this struggle, all that it's doing is nullifying yourself Seizing your study of Torah and your, your prayers from Hashem. Because of worries, conversations, and foolish things like this. And in the end, a man takes away nothing with his effort. Especially the effort. We're talking about the effort here. In Gashmiut, the effort of, of the physical world and trying to toil, to trying to gain a living, uh, trying to, uh, to uh, rise up in wealth and do things that have no purpose. And I per- of course a person can go to work and do things, of course, with the proper kavanah, the proper intention to, to serve Hashem for everything. You always have to ask yourself the question as Rabbeinu teaches us. And this is how you know you should do something or not do something. Ask yourself, is it for my honor or for God's honor? So a person takes away nothing with his effort. Because a person... Um, comes into vanity, he's born into vanity, but he leaves in darkness. And um, and he leaves in darkness. So we see here that the world is full of suffering and pain. But Rabban is saying, understand that the only way you can escape that pain truthfully 
is not money, is not honor, is not chasing after this world and trying to get something from this world. It's in fact actually running away from it and trying to run to Hashem Yitbarach. And uh, yeah, trying to find refuge in God. That is the main thing that Rabban was trying to instill within us, this idea that we're going to continue on and we're going to go much deeper in the Sikha. But I think it's a very good start and uh, an important introduction as we're going to see to this very important, this, uh, uh, as Rabban was addressing this very common theme around people that they always try to complain and find what is negative about now instead of living right now and being happy and serving Hashem Bach in the moment. That's it for today and we'll continue with the words Ki Be'emet in the next um, episode of Hashem.